listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. So remember how I told you guys that we actually recorded three parts of the podcast and we were chopping it up into three different podcasts? Anyway, this is uh, part two. And if you haven't listened to part one, which is 90s volume two, I know it's confusing. You should probably go back and listen to that because we, uh, we jump in right away just talking about Justice, which was a track that we listened to in part one, which of course was 90s part two. No, it's confusing. Try to stay with me. And yes, starring Keith, John, and Scott. I really, I'm gonna hope to use if we if we incorporate the MP3. I'm gonna use that like that cut in. <laughs> hope we had best songs. <laughs> uh, so that may or may not be Justice's uh, audio video disco. I guess is the one we'll play. It's not bad. It's not terrible. Come new video comes out in October. Wasn't as exciting as Cross. Well, I mean, I, we heard seconds of it there, and I, maybe maybe it'll grow on me, you know. But yeah, yeah. I, I listened to it today. I sent it over yeah. to Ross, <laughs> and we were like, "So yeah, I spent some time in in France, French bastions of of culture, yeah, um, fashion, shitty sure. music, shitty fucking music." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, after, they, just after we have this nice long conversation about just this, this great French band. No, no, no I mean, and uh, they're they're obsessed with uh, electro. Um, bad electro often though bad electro and crossing it in with pop music and they have a music network there on mm-hmm. one of their um, you know basic level radio or TV TV okay. oh, cable channels yep. that plays the same 15 songs over and over and over again of, of terrible American and European pop electro mm-hmm. and lmfao <laughs> i was like that's my music station and it's called videos i masturbate to <laughs> you know i had a similar experience i was in europe last year i guess it was i went to in amsterdam and in lithuania especially yeah. I, I it was all like horrible euro trash pop electro music and it was terrible I'm sure that there is good music that exists out there, but that that might be just their version well, of pop music. <clears throat> There's tons of it, right? Like, there I mean, was there was great music in France, yeah. and it was on my iPod. Even Sarah was saying that. Sarah was like, she's like, you think like, oh, we're fucking in Europe, we're gonna fucking rock out, and she was yeah. like, there's one club called the Rex. She's like, that's the only place where they're playing the music that you really want them. And to that be. was years ago too. That yeah, exactly. That, that was years ago, but I mean, but at the same time, it was like. Fucking like boys nights were playing and fucking Simeon was playing and whatever yeah, else like yeah. that and a lot of the people were like like smaller uh, like smaller acts and whatever else like that were still playing the Rex like stuff that you would go on to hear and whatever yeah. but it was like the one club where that music like that we would associate like I'll go to France and the music will be awesome yeah. <laughs> you know like no no it won't it's gonna be shitty just like everywhere else it's the same thing that the whole Weird. world over most you know the, the music that, that we hate as pop music it's just it's comfortable yeah. and easy for most people well, who don't really care that much well, about music to listen um mind the self-indulgence famously has the quote when they were just sort of like oh you guys came out of new york 
like well obviously you guys came into new york and they were like well just a bigger population doesn't mean they have better taste in music new york has a population of 10 million people 9 million of those people love nickelback you know like it doesn't make it easier (laughs) just because you're in a big fucking city like you we have this impression that all these bands come out of new york just because more people are in New York, so more bands are going to come out of well, New there's York. There's also a huge music culture, too. Well, there's certainly a huge music culture, but, like, Montreal famously has, like, a very, very strong music culture and whatever, and tons of fucking bands, and listen, like, Arcade Fire, most famously, but, like, Wolf right. Parade, fucking Bell Orchest, yeah. fuck Godspeed, like, there's a lot Final of, like... Fantasy and like, Mogwai? Mogwai's from Montreal? No, no, Mogwai's from England. Uh, but, like, a lot of fucking bands come out of Montreal. But reality of the thing is is that fucking Virgin 96 or whatever is the most listened to radio station in Montreal. But that, that's the bottom line. Same thing with, with um, uh, MTV. It's money. It's yeah. way easier to make money selling stuff that's going to appeal to 90% of the people. Also, than it is the time. But those, I'll say those, it again, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> but those, those people now have MTV and MTV2 and like they're part of a major network they could have made another channel and people who are into new music are into like talking to their friends and finding obscure new band from here and there and you can't keep up with that Uh, on a a major network I don't don't buy that like as someone who does like a lot of music and does like a lot of new music you know 15 years ago I was watching it on TV because you couldn't get it on radio and that's where all the other that was 15 years ago right that was before the internet and then there was a diversion I know there was a diversion, but I don't think MTV possibly could have kept up with the way it is now. Like, like literally, like I listen to an album a little bit, maybe a week, like a week or two is an album in heavy rotation. Unless an album is like extraordinary, yeah. it doesn't get a week or two more on my like heavy rotation on my MP3 player. I'm, I'm just sort of like, and I'm sick of it and I want new music. Like, there's no way for a network, there's no even way for a fucking radio station to react as quickly as I consume music right now. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And I don't kids, buy it. There's the so thing, much more music coming out. There is than so much ever more music. Before. And but the thing is, but kids get into it and out of it so fucking fast. And those kids can be VJs. I don't buy it. I, I don't. I mean, like whatever. Then you're gonna be. Then you're gonna. We're, be, we're podcasting. We're talking about music. What do you? Yeah. So. <laughs> What's your fucking point? Like, we just talked about some new music. We just listened to a great track by Justice. Maybe. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> it's already two weeks old. Yeah, exactly. And, and by the time anybody listens to this, it'll be three weeks, four weeks old. The album might be out. already be done. All right, yeah, so exactly. we shouldn't talk about music anymore. No, no this not, is not. just Keith's point. It just happens too fast for somebody to react to. Uh, but we're reacting to it. No, but we're, we're, we're doing we're, it. We're, 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 we're not we're a corporation. We're, we're not a media. corporation. We haven't, they haven't produced a video for it. That's also fucking important yeah, as fuck, yeah. right? Justice does great videos, too. <laughs> they do do great videos, yeah. but I'm like, okay, well, now you have a track. Have you made a video for it? Okay, by the time you've made a video for it, unless you're a top 40 fucking monster, you can't necessarily afford the music video for it. And who cares because the hipster kids have started listening to another band anyway. Right. You know, like I'm saying that's... I, I understand what you're saying and um, watch music. Forget John and Keith. Give me a call. I'll talk about new music. I'll VJ for you. I'm young, I'm but that's it. But they're they're gonna do they're gonna do I'm like the uh, the radio station, the Buzz, right? Nine nine nine, the Buzz, yeah. Plattsburgh, Burlington, Montreal. Uh, they do like their they do new music on Sundays, right? And they actually play fucking like good music, uh, like stuff that I'm hearing from like on websites and whatever that are like, this is new shit. They'll play some of it, but like because of advertisers and the deals that these people have with fucking record labels a lot of these new music are not on major labels so they'll never get into major rotation like it's just the reality of it is that they have fucking 
advertisers to think of and they have fucking record labels to think of record labels only care about sales the major ones and advertisers only care about listeners and all of that boils down to lowest common denominator and sure the new fucking i don't know name a band scott deftones whatever fuck you (laughs) no i like the deftones white White pony's a great fucking album Again, had this yeah. conversation with separate people a couple days ago. Really? Yeah. That's, that's weird, actually. No, people... Uh, um, was it me? No, it wasn't you. It was, it was Walter and Rez. I was just thinking about The Matrix again. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they, had a, they had a song on the soundtrack. Oh, Walter was just sort of like... Was I've, it with um, Maynard James Kennedy from Tool there? No, 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 no. That was in Deftones. Yeah, it was. Passenger? Deftones did not do anything with Maynard James Kennedy. Yeah, they did. Did they? They did anything? Oh, man, it was great. Passenger? Like the cover of the Iggy Pop song? No, 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 no. Totally different Oh, song. totally different. Just called Passenger. Okay. No, I don't know. Okay. I'm, not, I'm saying no, but I, I don't know. Right. Uh, you know, but they were just sort of like they were like, man, I never got the fucking Deftones, and I was like, the fuck you, White Pony's a great album. <laughs> Do you like the Deftones, Scott? I'm okay with them. Off man. the podcast. Good... <laughs> <laughs> when, when I was playing Diablo two a lot, they were they were they were good listening music for clicking. Lots and lots of clicking. Speaking of that, Diablo three coming out real soon. Beta is ongoing. I'm gonna have to get a video card. Really? Sure Was that, is that gonna be your jump? Are you gonna jump into? Whatever. You're married now, right? You're like, fuck you. I don't need to impress you with nothing. <laughs> so long you as you still bring, multiplayer. Go into the basement and get all those boxes of comic books we stashed, and then you have to stack them up and be like, make a wall right. out of them so that she needs to like walk through a you maze know? of comic book boxes to get to you playing Diablo three. Which, which is kind of how the relationship was. She had to walk through a maze of comics. To, to be fair, my my wife does read comic books. She's uh, reading right now. Mouse Guard, Fall 1152, and X Men Schism. So that's fun. My Are you sure that word is schism. I think it's schism. Schism. <laughs> you just have to say B face instead that's of doing it. Just like verbally say B face. <laughs> I think you should get the um uh the like TV for the visually impaired. We talked about this on Go Plug Yourself and how really? how sweet it would be if there was a smooth Latino voice like. John has made the face <laughs> of the smiley popularized by the Who do we know who's smooth and Hispanic? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Someone who has a smooth chocolatey voice, yeah. but he's not Hispanic. Um, <clears throat> who do we know? Cowboy to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Voiceovers of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Disabled. John is making B-face. <laughs> uh, B-face. The other members of the crew are laughing. Like, why are they describing laughing? I can fucking hear them. Um, why are they describing a podcast? <laughs> in music news, I also heard MVP's new single, music slash wrestling news. Yeah, fucking MVP. Is this where we're going? You seriously want to talk about wrestling? Fuck, I just a little bit. Like, we can move on to actual sports because I have a bit of actual sports. If anyone else, does anyone else have anything? No, about wrestling? Yeah. Okay, so we can, do, we, we, can maybe, we can maybe touch on wrestling and John. John's making a rap. I'm going I'm to sit here and play with this pen. John made a disapproving face at wrestling. <laughs> John's face expresses disapproval at wrestling talk. <laughs> John only fucking can now communicate. It's okay, as though he's we on a message about, board. <laughs> we can talk about poop movies later. Yeah, we will. You know, what I'm disappointed at is that Sophie made the first, like, poop-centric post. You were so pumped to be writing about poop. And yeah, Sophie, wrote about, Sophie wrote about poop today and fuck Mondays. Good. <laughs> good, good. Slow plan to turn 9to5.cc. <laughs> it's a scatological emporium. 
95.cc bracket scatological emporium. We're not working. Why should you? We're posting from can. We're not working. We're pooping. All right, all right. Get your wrestling out of the way. Okay, fucking MVP is now as a music career, dude. While wrestling in Japan? I guess while wrestling from Japan, in the music video, he's like, I'm not ashamed of where I was. And he's holding a wrestling belt. And they're like, I'm not ashamed of where I am. And then it's like a Japan fucking like, And you're like, uh, you should be ashamed of where you are. You're wrestling in Japan. I thought wrestling was huge in Japan. Like, wrestling is huge in Japan. Yeah. But it does not carry the hip-hop credibility that you would think it does. Probably true. Um, there's a couple. There's like girls and Wait, bikini. this is a hip-hop album? Yo, yeah, dude. He's a hip-hop fucking hip-hop career. The video is... I think I wrote Holler at the Video. No, I wrote Holler at the World. The song is Holler at the World. It's his debut track off of his hip-hop superstar album. The only reason I, I watched the video and was listening to the song, like <laughs> the like the caliber of shit that I will watch and pay attention to, like drops fucking terribly on podcast days because I'm like, maybe I'll talk about this on the podcast. So on a scale of one to the Holocaust, where does this thing sit? The fucked up part is that as a hip-hop song, it like seriously like, sit safely in the middle like it could i listening to it i was like man this could be on virgin radio 96 like very bad hip-hop but like in terms of mainstream hip-hop it sounds not awful i was like oh what the fuck like this is terrible but not necessarily terrible by mainstream standards big hit in france probably a big hit in france maybe japan (laughs) in japan but the the whole point of the only reason that this even got a mention in is that Carlito has a cameo in the video where there's a bunch of chicks in a hot tub and Carlito like sits down and like puts his arms out on the chicks and they all get up and he's like, what the fuck? And I was like, yay, Carlito, you're finding work too. Good on, MVP. John, for, for you and for those of those who don't know about Carlito, right. he spits in the face of people who aren't cool. Who don't want to be cool. Not who aren't cool, who don't want to be cool. I spit in the face. Of people who don't want to be cool. So, if you meet him, is, like is he like a luchador? Or? Not even. No. He's Cuban. Okay. But, like, I think that if you're not cool but you have an earnest desire to become cool, Carlito might take you under his wing. But he might also spit in your face. He might also spit in your this face. This is still in the world of wrestling. Right? In the world of wrestling. Yeah. He would come down with an apple and he would eat this apple. And one of his, like, his big taunt was spitting chunks of apple and spit in your face because you didn't want to be cool. Wow. Great. Fantastic wrestling news, Scott. Though, no, I, I, that's not. I don't have any real wrestling news. You just, might... just no, just like to quickly recap. Hell in a Cell was this? Was it good? No. Uh, uh, Edge in the uh, Hell in a Cell. Quick results. Uh, I don't know the results. Maybe I want to watch it. No, do I, do I actually do I want to watch it? No, you don't want to watch okay, it. Okay, I won't watch uh, it. Quick, quick results. So spoilers out there me. if you haven't seen it yet. But it was live a while ago. So two weeks ago, I think, right? Well, technically yesterday, but yeah, yeah two, two weeks ago. ago. Yeah, a week ago. This might go up on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, Christian lost to Sheamus. Sheamus is now going over as a face. Is Christian going over as a heel? Yeah, he's the the whiny, if you don't give me my rematch, I'm going to sue uh, That's character. Nice. Poor Christian. Yeah, well, he's built like a swimmer. <laughs> Vince McMahon will never give Christian a big push for those of you listening and John. Because he said he's built like a swimmer, he doesn't have like that big jacked wrestling body. Right. Yeah. Um, Beth Phoenix beat Kelly Kelly for the women's title in a cell. In a cell, it was like a lady's a women's match in hell in a cell. Very weird. Did they take advantage of it? Were they like smashing each other into the fence and whatever? Or was it just like a straight match in a cell? I don't know. It's a women's wrestling match. So there's probably some 
throwing boop first. I've watched chain. you guys watch wrestling with you guys probably like seven times. Yeah. I think all of those seven times we fast forwarded over the. Oh, women's it's match. awful! It's terrible. And the two women that can wrestle in the company are on the same side, so he'll never see a match with them against each other right now. That's right. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. yeah. Um. Mark Henry defended the World Heavyweight title and kept it against Randy Orton, Hell in a Cell match. Oh, crazy. Yeah, that's, a, that's a bit of an upset. He kicked out of the RKO and hit him with the World's Strongest Slam. And nice. Kept the title. And in a triple threat match, uh, John Cena came in as a champion and lost it. To? Not to CM Punk. Oh, no. But to Alberto. Ah, oh, fuck that. Del Rio. I hate Alberto the Rio, man. Rio. I fucking hate all that guy. It was kind of a cool finish, though. Uh, Alberto Del Rio kicked Cena out of the cell yeah. and then locked it. Okay. And it was just so him Cena, and Punk. So Cena no longer had a, like a controlling interest in his belt. That's kind of yeah, It was kind of an interesting finish. Yeah, so. uh, and then basically beat CM Punk with a pipe until Punk was unconscious and got pinned. That's cool. I mean, beating people with pipes. <laughs> so that's PG-13. Yeah. But a little cut on your forehead. Yeah. No, no but the, the rules are a little bit different on pay-per-views, though. Like, they can oh. get... They can, they can push... It's still similar... Like wellness policies in terms of like heads to the head or whatever, yeah. but they can push things a little bit further on the pay-per-views than they can on because the they're live. Well, in it, terms of swears or in terms of what? Well, I think it's, it's in terms of um, both swears and in terms of like perceived violence. Like I think they had bleeders on ECW. I think on not not ECW. ECW replaced with uh, tables, ladders, and chairs. I think they had some bleeding on TLC. Might have been incidental, mind you. I don't, I don't think they're bleeding anymore. No, no, they're certainly certainly not bleeding anymore. But I mean, but I mean, I think they might have had some incidental blood on e- on TLC. Oh, I mean, shit happens. People are getting banged around. Uh, the wrestling guys, we got them guys. No, 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 real sports. We're moving on to real sports. Shannabans. Shanhammer. Shanhammer. Shanaban. Shanaban. Shanhammer. John, John is looking. John's like, we got to get out of wrestling. And now he's like, what <laughs> did you guys do? Uh, uh, new head of. Uh, discipline in the NHL is former NHL player Brendan Shanahan. Shanahan. Is he going to start um, mm. at, like, you know, trying people when they slam other people face first? So far, so far, in the preseason, he has suspended nine players for a total of 11 now? Nine. Nine, nine players 31. for 31 games. 31 games of real games, not preseason games, 31 NHL games worth of suspensions onto nine players. Yeah. So, uh, so Yes. Basically, at, that's good. It's exciting. And last season was pretty rough. There were um, a of at the start of last season, there were six players that were suspended for preseason actions for a total of ten games. Right. Yeah. So now he's at nine and thirty-one. So yeah. there's been more suspensions for a longer period of time. And Brendan Shanahan has laid down the Shanhammer. Nice. And um, also the other internet sign that's propped up is Shanaban. Amazing. <laughs> Shanaban. Well, okay, so all of this is early. Was anybody big? Oh yeah, like James Wisniewski, six point five million dollar contract. He suspended yeah. six games. Eight games. Eight games. Eight wow. fucking games for a shot to the head. However, oh, man, that that hit was a shot to another player to the head. After the whistle had blown, and, and that guy was not even holding the puck. Not holding the puck, and Wisniewski's a repeat offender. He's had multiple suspensions in the past. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, Scott's making the cock-sucking <laughs> gesture. Uh, the only thing is, of I course... I call it the whiz. <laughs> in his magic wand. Yeah, the, only thing, the only thing, though, that, um, <laughs> that I will say is, of course, if you're a Montreal Canadiens fan, you're up in arms at this point for the no suspension on Ryan Malone. 
Yeah. Fuck that guy. Fuck Ryan Malone. Whatever. Um, he did, did a way late hit. Was it after, after the whistle? No, not after the whistle. Whistle? After whistle? No, no. Campoli lost the puck. Yeah. And it was after possession, but not after the whistle. And Shanahan said it was the hardest decision to make in the preseason not to suspend Ryan Malone because he hit a Montreal Canadian. No. <laughs> That was okay. Those should be automatic suspensions. No, no, because he he said that Montreal Canadiens fans uh, didn't require a suspension for Ryan Malone because they would be contacting the police. <laughs> no, uh, he just said that it was Campoli's fault because he leaned into the hit a little bit. Mm. And, and having watched the replay, a little bit, like he does lean into the hit, and that's what they're saying. They're like by almost every other determinable factor. Um, Ryan Malone certainly should be suspended. I listened to a bunch of the team audio uh, today. Uh, Jacques Martin was just like, like whatever the league will do, whatever the league wants to do, and fuck them, like kind of thing. Josh Georges was like, and it was it was kind of cool because um, the players were practicing when the when the pronouncement came on, so the media knew and the players didn't on these recordings. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of neat because they were like, really, like you heard Josh Georges like, really that really. And, like, Campoli was like, well, if that is, I mean, I get, uh... Like, you kind of had these, like, awkward moments of being, players being like, fuck, really? Like, they're, they're not fucking suspended? Like, Georges was like, I don't see how they didn't suspend him. They were like, we were all shown. We mandatorily had to sit down and watch, like, a fucking hour-long DVD of fucking replay after replay of this hit's legal, this hit's not legal, this hit's legal. And he's like, from every fucking angle, Malone's hit looks illegal. And he's like, even if Campoli fucking leaned into it a little bit, like, Malone still drilled him in the head. <laughs> in, in that video, did they have a lot of people wearing the, the tricolor? Um, the as a professional blue, hockey player, I was also forced to sit down and watch the video. Fuck, I don't know, dude. Because <laughs> like, I'm saying, like, this is illegal because he's hitting a Bruin. Uh, this is illegal okay. because he's this hitting a legal This is legal because he's hitting a much more seriously. Yeah. They are taking this stuff way more seriously, but the thing is, is that uh, a lot of people are up in fucking arms about the fact that he's been taking things really, really here seriously until a Canadian guy. Until Ryan Malone drilled Chris Campoli in his first fucking shift—not shift, right. but first game in the the Blue Blanc Rouge. Did he get hurt? Uh, no. Nope. Got hit in the head by a big hockey. Got player. hit in the head by and, and his head bounced off the fucking Did ice he too. Did he get hurt? He, he was not concussed, but they were like, they had to do the concussion check on him or whatever. So when, like, you watch the hit and, like, it wasn't clear until the next day that he wasn't concussed. Okay, so potential. Potentially, exactly, yeah. that's it. But, like, if you watch the hit, those of you who are listening, or John, mm-hmm. like, it... You can totally click the link in the comment section of our yeah, podcast we'll, we'll on the website. put the fucking link in there. Uh, but, yeah, it looks very much like it could be a fucking concussion. concussion-inducing hit and whatever in... Uh, one thing that, that Shanahan is doing that's very cool is for every suspension or every incident that calls his attention, he records a video and puts it up online where he It's a, just of him masturbating. It has nothing nothing at all to do with the with the call. I played for the Red Wings. Red Wings. NHL going in his yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's, that's the conspiracy theory, right? WWE, PG, NHL. Rated R. <laughs> Everyone's talking about that, right? They were just sort of like, oh, you don't say when Steve Eiserman's player hits a Montreal Canadiens player, Brendan Shanahan does not <laughs> call a suspension. 
See, well, Shanahan like... has some history there with Montreal. Like, he almost signed with them, except he said he never wanted to play for Montreal and signed with the Rangers for less. Hey, oh. Did he um, put up a video explaining his call on this particular hit? Yes, yes, he did. And, and he, he made a big song and dance about how it was super difficult and, and blah, 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 blah. And whatever else like that. However, um, how, long did, he that how was, long did he serve under Iserman? The thing that was really interesting with that video where he was explaining how it was really difficult is in all the other videos, he's wearing a suit and he's standing in the NHL studio and explaining it, you know, all business-like. And this one, this one he's on the beach. He's, he's on the beach in a hot tub. Um, in Tampa Bay wearing, with Carlito and a bunch of girls wearing a Red Wings jersey <laughs> but <laughs> wearing a half Red Wings half Tampa <laughs> jersey <laughs> Steve Eiserman's in the video with him let's put it on over top he is actually giving Steve Eiserman a champagne shower so yeah, yeah, yeah. no but that's it how long did Sh- Shanahan definitely played under Steve Eiserman as captain I'm trying to figure for how long of a time they were roommates. <laughs> were they really? No. That would have been awesome. <laughs> but a good four or five years of his hockey career, Steve Eiserman was his captain. <laughs> like, right. And Steve Eiserman is now the general manager of the Toronto, uh, not Toronto, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Lightning. Lightning. And Ryan Mullen plays the Tampa Bay Lightning. And they're like, oh, that's awkward. Like, he's fucking come down on... So the first he, test of his, like, his uh, impartiality, he's immediately lost it. Immediately partial to Steve Eisenman. Like, really, if Shanahan really got up on a chair and said, oh, captain, my captain, you know, there'll be no suspension for Ryan Malone for this hit. It was a very difficult decision. Yeah, wow. it's tough being a Montreal Canadiens fan. Josh Georges, though. Josh Georges was a champ. Josh Georges immediately, even though playing only that one game with Chris Campoli, Chris Campoli was signed a couple days before fucking jumped Malone like a boss I was really I was kind of pumped about that like a new guy like I mean that's got to feel good right mm-hmm. you're like a new guy on the team as soon as you're uh, like on the ice some guy fucking cheap shots you into the face and you fall down and then like some dude who you've really never met you've only ever really met him as an opponent is immediately jumping to your defense and they were like uh, they were talking to uh, team sports right? yeah, and they were they're, they're, I think it was I think it was Subban. Subban was like, well, that's why Josh has a letter. Like, like Josh Josh is that guy. Josh, and they talked to Josh Georges, and Josh Georges was like, well, we're wearing the same jersey. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to know the guy to know that I need to stick up for him. We're wearing the same jersey. And I was like, that's, that's rem- awesome. remarkably admirable of you, Josh Georges. And recent. He didn't really do that for, like, Kovalev. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the <laughs> that was the other thing, too. They asked, uh, they asked Georges, and they were like, when was your last fight? And he's like, well, I didn't really fight last year. And his last fight was, like, with Avery two years ago. And he's like, I don't think – and Georges got the instigator and everything. Like, But I was like, that's really cool. Like, you know – Sean Avery drew an instigator penalty? No, no, no. I think George, no, Georges got the instigator against uh, his fight with Malone, his subsequent fight with Malone after the, uh, after the hit. And it was like – I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Does anyone have anything, anything else? Yeah, I read this great French comic. Oh, fuck, yeah, French comic. Yeah. Uh, like Chronique de Légion or the Legion Chronicles mm-hmm. um, about, I was really hoping it was just like the Legion of Chronic and it was just a big fucking pot thing marijuana it's really on the pot what did you do in Lake George watch listen to some Kevin Smith podcasts <laughs> uh, I think we can broaden our audience by making more pot references and we can be like what a doobie that'll be our catchphrase Smokable. No. no, let's not do that. All right. <laughs> so, French comics. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a really cool uh, comic that I picked up when I was in Paris. 
um, the guy recommended a bunch of other stuff to me, but I saw this one and I wanted to, to take it home. Um, it has to do How with... I met my girlfriend. I'm just saying the guy in the store recommended a bunch, and then I decided one of them I wanted to take home. <laughs> so this, this comic has to do with vampires and the idea that um, vampirism isn't just eternal life, but it's possession of other people through blood. So uh, the main vampire is Vlad Dracula, and it starts off with his death, but he broadcasts his personality and his, his essence of being into other people in order to survive through the ages. So is that, that how vampires come to be? Like no, no, that, that's what they are. Okay, no, but so when not. a vampire dies, does he make like 10 more vampires? No, uh, but when Dracula realizes that he's about to be killed by the Mongol right. hordes, he ends up transferring himself into the body of his favorite concubine. Oh, okay, so it only goes one. I, I right. was imagining like broadcasting out. Yeah, but through the blood. And then the conquering general comes in to take his favorite concubine, and she is all like, great, yeah, and then transfer, Dracula transfers into him, who then kills the sultan of, of the, the hordes, in revenge for killing him and, and destroying his empire. Very, very cool concept. Very, very cool art. And it's in the, the French bande dessinée style. Yeah, so yeah. it's a, a full-size uh, 11 by 14 format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, yeah when, when Sarah was in Nice, I was like looking, flipping through them. I couldn't find one that I really wanted wanted to buy. Because they, I was, they, had, the, I was, they had the least helpful comic book guys where I was. Yeah, I was really lucky. The guy that I saw was like, oh, you're from Quebec. Cool. I understand why you're looking for this stuff because you don't get it there and let me suggest this yeah. let me suggest that it was really really cool and it was like here's take my number I'll illegally ship you a whole bunch of stuff uh, mm. if you want to import it I checked out a whole bunch of old Asterix and Mobilex when I was in Paris again with the same <laughs> big, uh... no no that, that, like when I was uh, when I was in Nice they yeah. went to a big comic book store there and the exact opposite in terms of service and whatever, and really? no, because they were just sort of like they were just sort of like find it like what oh, I'm looking for something that I would be like, like I'm like maybe spy stories or like adventure stories like I mean like I know I know European comics are not the same and they were just like whatever fucking look and it's just like fucking racks and racks and racks of these 11 by 14 things and you like flip through them and you're like oh this is a fucking 200 volume romance story <laughs> okay I guess whatever well, the, the guy did try to foist like when I asked him for stuff he was like maybe you'll like this maybe you'll like that and it was a lot of um, American anime style art yeah so like the kind of stuff that I could get mm -hmm. here in art like very Joe Mad or very yeah. um, uh, Danger Girl looking yeah. J. Scott Campbell stuff and I was like, like I really just want something European looking. European like yeah. I can get this kind of stuff at home and that was when I, f I found this comic and just no. really, really cool. You guys remember that movie where a demon inhabits people and then he jumps from body to body? Starring Denzel Washington right. and John Goodman? Yep, yep. it is. Do you remember? It's not taken. It's Fallen. 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 Okay. Yeah. That, that, your, your vampire thing reminds me exactly. Yes, it is. the same demon from Fallen. Very, very cool. And, yeah. Then, yeah. and then you find out that Dracula's brother is also a vampire. Yeah and had had been away and wasn't able to save his brother and was captured and put in a, 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 a cell where he ended up transferring himself into a rat in order to escape. And then 
Just really like, I have to remember I'm a human being. I have to remember I'm a human being. I have to remember. Because I'm a like human the rat, being. the rat impulses would be so yeah. strong to just fucking. And then completely forgetting he's a human being and turning into a rat. Do they get him out or? Well, the, yeah, the rats they, they get him out and then he's he's like stuck on a ship. He's like hungry, 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 hungry. I'm so hungry. I'm gonna starve. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna hungry, 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 hungry. And some sailor has his hand hanging over the edge of his cot, mm -hmm. and he bites the sailor's finger. And it's like, hungry, 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 hungry. Hung wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. God, I'm back. <laughs> just, just a really cool concept of 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 vampirism that I haven't really seen explored. Yeah, it's badass. It's like it's exploring interesting ideas of vampirism instead of just being like they sparkle. Yeah, and the, the even in that first volume of the first book, they go through like five or six generations of these two characters. Cool. Are you gonna are you gonna get in touch with the guy other. from Paris and be like, send me more? Uh, I've actually found this on Amazon, so I think I'm gonna be able to order them cool. myself. You wouldn't want to like have this underground connect in. Uh, It'd be really Paris. cool, except the shipping fees would be exorbitant. Are they? Yeah, he, even the guy said, like, I'll sell them to you, but the shipping fees will be exorbitant. Right. Like, I I won't cover the shipping charges for you to get these books yeah, yeah. um and shame. if i can get them through amazon I'll, i will but you know if there was other rare stuff that i couldn't only get in europe then he would hook me up yeah tim sale artist from long halloween where with jeff Loeb and whatever else like that we saw him twice once or twice at fan expo i think twice just the once. just the once but anyway no we saw him twice during the one time we saw two different panels yeah, yeah. and we saw him doing a uh, a Q and A, and we saw him doing in one of those sketch offs, or whatever. But it was like he summers in Europe, and like every time someone was asking like in like inspiration and stuff like that, he's like European comics, fucking BDs, bande dessinée, whatever else like that, <laughs> fucking eleven by fourteen, so much better format and whatever. We have everything to learn from these people in comics, and like fucking wow. like just like like piling like praise after praise after praise. Is there a reason somebody hasn't tried to do that format here? Um, comic book stores have racks that are built a certain size. I don't know. Like it's, it's well, it's more expensive. They're more expensive. It was, that book I bought was maybe fifty or sixty pages, and it was fifteen, sixteen euro. So that's twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. For for basically you know three comic books, it's it's expensive. They're hard, and they're expensive to fucking print. It's all on. Are they hardcover or softcover? Hardcover. Yeah, they're all they're all hardcover. Well, yeah. you know, the Asterix and Obelix books. Yeah, that's that same. The easily the easiest to fucking the glossier fucking printing and whatever else like that. And I mean, it gives the artist obviously tons more leeway to do. Is the schedule? What's what's his name? No, almost no schedule, right? They come out. Yeah, the European comics are almost printed. They're printed like sequentially and whatever and stuff like that, and in the series. But there's. Like the concept of a monthly comic is a lot. That's totally. It's tougher when there's a hardcover and, and there's like. They're also they're also ad free. Huh. They're not magazines. They're you buy a book. Like, but the thing is, with you you buy the book, right? Like, I don't think there's even monthly issues on this to that shit. It's like 50, 60 pages is the format. Yeah, yeah. It certainly lends a lot more respectability to the art. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's not, that was Tim Taylor's whole thing. Yeah. What's his face from Daredevil's run? Alex Maleev. Yeah. Um, said that the, the quality control in terms of art production and reproduction in, in the printing process is way, way higher yeah. like, in Europe. Like I was saying, like uh, DC and whatever else like that will rarely, if ever, send art back. Being like, this art's garbage, artists. Go fuck up. Like, whereas in Europe, it's like, 
this art's garbage artist and like but but the reverse is also true the artist can say this print is garbage you have to make adjustments to your yeah, 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 quality yeah. didn't they kind of try that with the kingdom come what was the name of the guy who did that yeah oh, that, that, that's ross ross is ross holds himself to a different standard and and books bend over fucking backwards for his whole painted shit but he but but ultimately the shitty part the shitty part <laughs> shitty part the even alex ross like alex ross doesn't get bigger books He's fucking still. His shit gets. He's a fucking gorgeous monster. Fucking painting still yeah, gets yeah, shrunk, shrunk down, down to the what's what's the comic seven and a half by ten. Eight by ten. Eight by yeah, ten. Small. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking teeny tiny, and you're like, you have this guy who's fucking oil painting a comic Wall-sized. book for you, yeah. Yeah. and his shit still gets shrunk down or whatever else like that. It's like the format still gets shrunk. Super shitty. That's disappointing. Yeah, super disappointing. Okay, comics industry, get on this. Well, well, it was like Bill Watterson, from. right? Bill Watterson yeah. from Calvin and Hobbes. Where he, um, like, uh, Sunday Comics famously can run in either, I think it's like a two-row two or three-row uh, format. Yeah. Yeah. And Bill Watterson was fighting that. And the worst part, though, is that depending on the newspaper, they would chop off your top row. Yeah. yeah. So that you had to write according to the, new, to the newspaper's yeah. family. You'd have a throwaway joke that would be loosely related to the main joke, and then you'd have a fucking full three-row comic that was related to your top joke, whatever. And Bill Watterson... had to be chopped. Bill Watterson... Um, would often draw just, like, one or two panels in that space. Yeah. yeah. But that's it. But that, that was only after. That was on his initial contract renewal, where he only sold two sizes of Com- Calvin and Hobbes that were of symbol- similar sizes. One was full-size, and one was the shrunk-down version of that, so that he could do whatever he wanted in the space. Some newspapers would get it small. Some newspapers... And I don't know if you remember when you were a kid, like, fucking... The, the Montreal Gazette ran the full page Calvin and Hobbes. That was like yeah. fucking third of a page, third of a newspaper page, and he would just do Spaceman Spiff, whatever he wanted. Crazy. Fucking like two, okay, two dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. A lot of us, Like Calvin and Hobbes was the only reason you opened the con. Like, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. He, he got he. I mean, he certainly had the. Club. And he stopped publishing. And when's the last time you picked up a newspaper? Fucked if I know. I remember being like fourteen and looking through the Montreal Gazette and being like, man, this is this is terribly written. What a what a shitty article. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Calvin and Hobbes is in here. I'll read an article. Yeah. Poor. What is this? <laughs> yeah. And once again, because like I said, we actually cut a giant three-hour podcast up into three different podcasts. That's uh, that's it for 90s Volume Three with Scott, Keith, and John. Tune in, I guess, uh, maybe a week or so from now, and we'll, uh, we'll give you the thrilling conclusion of our three-hour podcast from hell. I'm just kidding. It was great. Fun times. Five dot CC. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.